0: Welcome to the podcast show. How about you introduce yourself?
1: Um, hi, my name is Michael Welch with uh, Blitwise Productions and um, we write uh, video games for the PC Mac and we're just working on the iPhone now.
0: Uh, what video games do you make for the PC and Mac?
1: Well, let's see. Blitwise has been in business for about eight years and uh, we started out making PC games. Uh, there was Pocket Tanks and um, then we made Super DX Ball and Neon Wars. So, And before that we were working on things like DX Ball back in Windows 95 and uh, Scorch Tanks way back on the Amiga. So I've been doing this for a long time. And so you decided
0: to move to the iPhone recently. Uh, What inspired that?
1: Well, actually, um, we started working on um, a uh, 3D graphics engine back in December of uh, 2007. I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. I thought maybe I'd make like high def games, something that traditionally I did stuff in software rendering but uh, I wanted to do like 1920 by 1200 you know really really big stuff in software just is is no good for that so I was just kind of working on you know Two D with three D hardware acceleration, and uh, but I went to uh, a conference uh, called the Casual Connect in Seattle, okay. and uh, it was there that I was kind of introduced to the iPhone. I, at that point, I guess I'd been living in a vacuum or something, but uh, it just was, you know, made clear that the iPhone was a was a pretty neat platform to program. So, and so this
0: was last June or July or.
1: Yeah, yeah, back in July, actually. Mm
0: -hmm. So you heard about the iPhone platform, and uh, around that time, you know, it it seemed like it was kind of a gold rush uh, for indie game developers. And, um, you know, the understanding was that uh, indie game developers would have their chance for a few months, and then the, quote, big boys would come in. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, what were you thinking at that point? Were you saying that the opportunity was over, or...?
1: Oh, well, no. I mean, as I was just learning about it, I thought it was a a neat platform. But, you know, to be honest with you, um, I've been doing this for a while and, you know, trying to stay in business and stuff. And, and, you know, you kind (laughs) of got to shake things up every now and then. Sure. uh, You know. And uh, it was just, you know, I saw an opportunity to maybe get some contract work, you know. Okay. So I kind of wanted to prove what we could do. And, and so for, it wasn't so much bringing my applications to the iPhone as it was just getting experience because it was, seemed like a, a great way to get people's attention in terms of, you know, doing contract work. So, Which isn't what we normally do, but sure. I, hey, kinda gotta,
0: you kind of got to go with the flow. Yeah. And so you make the decision then to make an iPhone game. Uh, what game were you thinking of uh, putting on the iPhone?
1: Oh well, um, I mean, always uh, we we kind of lead with pocket tanks, um, you know. We've been we've been, that was the first game I released, you know, when I formed Blitwise, and uh, it's it's just been a natural. And uh, you know, there was it was kind of funny. I mean, it, it's obvious that we had to make pocket tanks, but I mean, truly, you know, throughout the years, people always said, "Why don't you make pocket tanks for the pocket PC?" Naturally, yeah. Or why <laughs> don't you make pocket tanks for the palm pilot? I mean, you know, everybody wants pocket tanks in their pocket. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really want to program the power, you know, the pocket PC, and I don't want to program those. They didn't seem to have what I was looking for. But when I saw the iPhone, and I learned, okay, this has got Open in it, and, and it compiles in C, it's just like you know, it was just, um, I don't know, it was almost like providence. It just seemed like you know, this was this was the one opportunity to uh, make pocket tanks that fits in your pocket. So,
0: when did you uh, make the decision then to start on an app? Was that immediately after Casual Connect, or was it huh. later on?
1: Yeah, it was actually kind of a funny story. Um, you know, I, I went there not knowing anything about the iPhone. And I, and I got my first look at an iPhone. Somebody showed me one and uh, the game they had. Uh, and I was just kind of, you know, taken back by it. So I thought, well, hey, why don't we see if we can get an iPhone? Very naive. <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah. realize. I really, I had no clue. So I went to the AT&T store. I'm in Seattle. I'm not anywhere near home. And I and I just looked. It was just crazy. I, I show up at the AT&T store. I, I walk, you know, through Seattle and um and i'm like can i get an iphone and they're like well well yeah here we'll take your name and you can get one in like 30 days i'm like well thanks no <laughs> so i did have a cell phone in my pocket and i um just 411 you know where's the the apple store in seattle and this ensued a huge you know a cab ride you know out in the middle of nowhere i'm i'm supposed to be at the conference I'm not supposed to do it. So I show up at the Apple store, and and really, I had no idea. There was a huge line. I mean, a huge line. Um, And I just, like, well, the cab guy is like, you want me to wait? And I'm like, no, I think I'm just going to stand in this huge line because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, if there's this much of a line, there's got to be iPhones, right? So... And, you know, it's basically I stood in that line for three hours. Wow. (laughs) You know, people were pulling up in limos, coming out and saying, do they have this version? No, people are pulling you know, they're driving away. It was very strange because, you know, I'm kind of from upstate New York. I'm not used to how things are done in Seattle, so... But uh, that was my experience, and I actually was like one of the last people in line to get an iPhone. And from there, I went back to the conference. I'd say, well, I just managed to get an iPhone 3G, and everyone was like, ooh. So it was it was it kind of opened a few doors. It was an interesting networking opportunity. And you know, from that point on, I was like, well, I'm going to get a kit, and I'm going to start programming on it. Because it seems like
0: people are interested in talking about it at the very least. You get a kit. Um, what was the next step after that? And, and how easy or how hard was it to get a kit?
1: Well, we ended up waiting four weeks. So, uh, you know, I, I signed right up, you know, beginning of August. Um, and it took about four weeks to get it. And, and you know how it is. You, there's always that, you know, are we going to get the kit or are we not? And there's people that get rejected and people that don't. And, and I was fairly confident that maybe somebody in Apple somewhere had heard of pocket tanks, maybe. So but I wasn't too sure. I was pretty much, you know, like everyone else. Are you going to get it or not? I don't know. But we got it and it was cool.
0: So so there is a chance then for indie developers to not get the kit. I thought it was just something um, one would just sign up for.
1: Well, back right. then there was a lot of uncertainty. It, it, at that point in time there was a whole lot of you know who's getting it and who's not and there was you know, there were some horror stories. So you just don't know. I mean, you send in your application for the kit, you get nothing back. Well, at least back then you did. I don't know now. <laughs> but you get nothing back, it's just like, huh. you know, silence. It's like, "Oh,
0: I don't know, did they even get my email?" So so you get the kit um are you thinking about pumping out a game like in a week or two? What's What's Yeah? What's the next step after that?
1: Oh no! Um, well, basically, we had to take um, the 3D engine that I had been developing for the past six months, seven months, and uh, just get that working on OpenGLES. So you know, we were kind of working on that while we were waiting for the kit. You know, working in the simulator and stuff. So we were able to at least continue, not knowing if if this month's worth of work or, or more was going to uh, even going to pan out.
0: And, you know, while you were waiting for the kit, were you playing any other games on the iPhone?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, you'd look... I, truly, I... No, I was really kind of having a lot of fun just programming it.
0: <laughs> and once you got the kit, yeah, Um, you know, what did you start playing around with? I mean, was there any facet of the API that you found intriguing or that you um, found interesting or different?
1: Well, um... You have to understand with the Blitwise engine, we actually have the ability to compile things in both Windows and Mac and Linux. So I mean, the first order of business was, you know, getting the iPhone bridge, and uh, that was pretty that was pretty interesting. But then what was cool was that then we there were things the iPhone could do that other platforms couldn't do. So what I did is I started taking what the iPhone could do and um, bringing it back to uh, Windows and Mac and Linux. So, like, for instance, we have an accelerometer emulation. And so we had a lot of fun just, you know, how do you visualize, you know, accelerometer with mouse input just if you're going to write a game with the accelerometer. So, you know, I wrote a quick game and I nothing to release, but I made a little game called Retropede that kind of was like, you know, just this cool, you know, graphical thing that allows you to simulate the accelerometer. So, so we had that all running on different platforms. And the same thing with multi-touch, you know. Yeah, I mean... So we were able to... So you actually, on the, on the Windows or Mac side, you plug in multiple mice. So that was kind of oh, fun, wow. too.
0: And, um, yeah, were there any other design realizations or interesting insights that you got as you were playing around with the iPhone and developing for it? Uh, since there are some, you know, different pieces of hardware than your standard Mac or PC...
1: Well, multi-touch is kind of an interesting. It actually wasn't terribly difficult to uh, to make the pinch and pull zooming. Um, it was just kind of fun. Of course, then on the PC side, you've got two mice, and it's a little more interesting to try to simulate the two mice put pinch and pull. But at least you can. So um, I, you have to understand that I, you know, I'm really, really new to. Uh, Programming anything in like with 3D hardware. So for me, it was really just an amazing uh, eight months of development because I, I was just going from zero, you know. And then I just wrote, the, wrote this engine, but I'd never actually written a game that used that kind of. So, so it was just, you know, the touch interface. I had to learn how to take a, a mouse and just, you know, uh, how to how to. I, I had no idea how to make a touch interface, and I had no idea how to use textures to simulate, you know, software rendering. And it was just. It was just a pretty. It was it was the most fun I've had in probably eight years. Just it was a it was a lot of fun to program. Never mind what the opportunities are in terms of uh, the business side of it. It was just it was just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. What what challenges did you encounter as you were developing? Um, I mean, you mentioned some of this stuff right now. Um, were there any other challenges
1: hmm. in terms of the development?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or any surprises in terms of you know how easy or how hard it was to develop for?
1: Oh well, I mean, I think like everyone who uh, whoever tries to developing uh, develop on the iPhone, um, you know, getting the whole certificates thing right and you know and getting all the ad hoc right and and you know just it's kind of difficult because once you get the dev kit um you still have to figure out how to do all the provisioning and the certificates the code signing and it's just an xcode's a little quirky it's xcode is very powerful but it it gives you a million choices uh, a million different ways to make it work or break so it's just kind of like wow kind of mind-boggling all the protections they have in there too just you know get the application to run on the hardware so
0: and were there any specific forums that you went to to get you know help from other developers who were also developing for the iphone i know that documentation at least back then wasn't that uh, that great at least online
1: i mean right no we basically you know we had the engine up and running in a month uh and we just kind of did it ourselves i mean there was
0: very very little information on it and so once you got the engine up um you know what's the next step so, um, what leads to? Because you just recently released an iPhone game. So, right. what you know, what was the next step of the development cycle to get to that release?
1: Uh, well, that was actually rewriting Pocket Tanks from the ground up. Wow! <laughs> I mean, we we, we well, that's why you know you have to. Under, it, it took nine months to write the first Pocket Tanks, and of course, we've been you know working on it for the past eight years, but um, nine months to develop it. But then it took us, you know, me and I had a, a significant amount of help from uh, Ben uh, Morano, who uh, work, I work with. And, um, you know, it took eight months for, for me to, to figure out how to convert everything to OpenGL. And uh, so it was just, it was a big project. It was, it was just, wow. I mean, it's a whole and, new game. It, so, I mean, the weapon stuff, you know, a lot yeah. of code is the same, but, but emulating the software rendering. And we have to do some pretty strange things to make OpenGL look like a 2D program. It's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, what were, what were some of the other design challenges you had um, when you were pretty much rewriting the game for the iPhone?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, oh, there's a lot of them, really. Um, I think the most interesting one, though, is you know, how do you simulate you know, um, our weapon effects? Because you know if you look at pocket tanks, everything is like software-rendered circles or um, you know, software-rendered lines and alpha lines and you know there's just it it, that stuff all just works naturally in 2d rendering but in 3d you know like how do you scale the screen like how do you how do you show these things when when the screen screen is scaled way in or way out and and you know all those and and also um with pocket tanks it's a static screen on the pc but uh, on the iphone it actually scrolls around so you know people don't necessarily like the scrolling but some of them do they think it's more exciting that way but you know we basically had to make some hard decisions. Um, we experimented with render-to-texture stuff and trying to uh, you know, be able to get all of these weapon effects working at every resolution, but we had to make a hard decision. Um, we basically had to say, you can look at the play field at any scale level you want, but when it's time to fire, you've got to be at one-to-one. You know, and that allowed us to use primitives to uh, render all this stuff in real time. So, was, so we could match the exact, you know, exactly how we programmed them in the in the config files for the pc version so it was uh we we
0: had a lot of strange little hacks we had to do and did you ever consider using some of these other um third-party engines to develop games uh specifically unity or the torque engine
1: i think those would only be good if um you were starting from the ground up okay you see, we actually have our own engine, and we have we have always written our own stuff. And it it was it would be a lot easier for us to just you know figure it out in a month than it would be to uh, you know spend the money on Torque. No, I think Torque is pretty good, and I think Unity is pretty cool too. I haven't actually tried them, but from what I've read, I mean, they sound they sound like you know top notch products. But you know, we're just so close to having our own iPhone bridge. Why don't we just go for it? So, and did you? How did you implement multiplayer? Uh, Actually, we have no network coding in it right now. Okay, so it's just you know hot seat, you know it's just just pass the phone and 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 I think that kind of works the same way as it does with Pocket Tanks. Um, you know you can play anybody across the internet, but if you can actually play with somebody next to you somehow, I think there's a a deeper connection. And um, I mean, we do plan to add the multiplayer, just like we did kind of with uh, Pocket Tanks with network play. So,
0: yeah, have you researched uh you know how you would do that on the iPhone?
1: Well I think it'll be pretty simple um, we haven't actually written the ing- the the network code for uh, that I, I assume I, I assume that we'll be able to work it out uh, but I, I don't have any details on that right now
0: and so once you finish you release the game uh, how is you know what is the steps or what were there any challenges when you actually did the release of the game
1: Uh, Well, again, it's kind of like the waiting game. You kind of release the game, and, and in our case, we decided to release both the free version and the for sale version at the same time, so... And it's kind of funny, I, I released, I was very careful, you know, no nag screens on the free version. You know, Apple's kind of specific in the things that you're not supposed to do. Like, you're not supposed to uh, release a game that makes the player feel bad <laughs> for having the free version. So and, so, and there's all these horror stories about what gets rejected and what doesn't. And, and even just as I had released it to the App Store, there were these stories coming out about. You know, Pocket God had just released a game, or that game was released, and it had been accepted for the past number of times, and they released one, and it got rejected for no reason. There was a reason, but Apple decided to just, you know. So you never really know what you're in for so my, my biggest fear was well we released two games uh pocket tanks and pocket tanks deluxe you know are they gonna keep one and reject the other yeah. and you know i mean just silly stuff like that because you really don't know they were saying you know it like, could be you know somebody was cranky that day and you know just one of them gets through so and it was kind of funny because um pocket tanks deluxe got through and then nothing all we right. didn't hear about pocket tanks till the next day. And it's like, oh man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and we had even submitted the free version first. Why did Deluxe go through first? I don't know. and And how long <laughs> did it take to get approved? Like, is um, there stories about it taking six weeks or three months, or?
1: Well, at that period of time, I had heard uh, two weeks. okay. <laughs> two weeks from other friends who had released games. And uh, ours actually came through in eight days. So oh, I was nice. like, I, was, I wasn't ready. I, was, I thought I'd have a whole nother week to get ready to, you know, start calling people and, you know, talking about previews. And But you know what? It's kind of funny. It's kind of exciting because all of a sudden you're, you know, waiting for approval, waiting for approval. And it's a little yellow light on your application. All of a sudden, bam, green, you know, ready for sale. And it's like, oh, what do I do? Uh. Uh, well, I could either prepare for the next few days, or I could release it and see what happens. So, we released it, and and I, I should have waited. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but it was fun. I, you know, you just can't
0: resist. I'm approved. You know, what do you do? So. And when did you um? When did you exactly like? What month did you release it?
1: Uh, that was April fourteenth. It was finally, uh,
0: finally ready for sale, and released. And um, so you talked about the marketing, um you know and previews and stuff how did you go about marketing this this game and what are you doing right now to stand out amongst now all the other games that are coming out on the iPhone
1: well you know i kind of do what i always do which is i release the game first and then i just kind of kind of hope okay. <laughs> uh, you know in truth um You know, the first thing I did is I sent a few reviews to some of the bigger sites like uh, Touch Arcade and uh, Finger Gaming and uh, some other places and uh, I just kind of sent them a few promo codes and you go, you know, hi, I'm Mike and, you know, I've been writing games for a while and, you know, this is a pretty cool program and you just, you know, so I sent them out kind of personalized to those two sites and just kind of waited and, you know, see what happens. And that's that's about all I did, but but I learned, I learned over you know the next week and a half, two weeks that there's it's really hard to get noticed. I um, mean, even with something like Pocket Tanks, which I I don't know, I I think people know about it, but but I figure I couldn't, I really, I was, I found a hard time getting reviews, and I still am. So if anyone out there wants to review it, just let me know. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, it's pretty hard to get noticed. I, I'm surprised.
0: Yeah, um, you know, what other steps or ideas are you going to implement? uh... to to get noticed and to get more exposure so for example Uh, some iphone apps you know they have a lot of youtube videos and i'm not sure if that's something uh... you guys have looked into
1: um... actually that seems to be a a mandatory thing if you want to get noticed though it hasn't really helped me to get any reviews um... I, i think that it would be silly to not release a gameplay video you know either you know get a camcorder and uh, record that, or or you know get fancy with something like Fraps or, or whatever they have on the Mac and record from the simulator. But it it's absolutely imperative that uh, that you come up with a, a gameplay video and and nicer there. I wasn't ready for that. So if you look at my gameplay video, you'll see well you know about the best I could do with a six year old camcorder. But we're gonna we're gonna actually make some better uh, videos and we're gonna keep you know sending them out and seeing if we can you know get a few uh, people to, to at least post you know Pocket Tanks.
0: And are you going to have any kind of, um, you know, community components? So, for example, uh, games like Field Runners, uh, which is also another iPhone game. um, You know, they have a community site. They might have leaderboards and stuff like that. Is that something you're looking into for uh, your game?
1: Yeah, bringing in the community thing, I'm not exactly sure. I would say at this point... um, We'll probably just figure out ways to do uh, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi when uh, OS 3.0 comes out. Uh, beyond that, I don't know if we're going to have any online high score. I, I, you know, I mean, it would be really, really nice to get the online uh, multiplayer. But you know, you kind of got to take it one step at a time. And so we'd like to at least get some kind of multiplayer in there, probably in the room sort of a thing or within a certain distance, and uh, kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. What's What's the next step then for the game and for iPhone development for you guys in general?
1: Oh well, I mean you know it's kind of funny um, we released we were working on pocket tanks and one of the big things with pocket tanks is expansion packs so you know oh, yeah. um, you know you get three you know 30 weapons in, in the pc version. And uh, 60 in the deluxe version, and and the payoff for, for getting deluxe is you can use expansion packs. So you know we've always had free expansion pack and for sale expansion pack. You know the free one's kind of a thank you to uh, all the folks that invested in Pocket Tanks for all these years, and I just you know I just love releasing the free packs, and people love them too. So, and people still want them, which is interesting, but <laughs> I'm happy. You know it's a, it's a good thing, and they still want them after all these years. It's been eight years, anyways. Um, yeah so expansion packs was just very very important and it's you know you're looking through the documentation there's no way to uh, to do downloadable content at least when we were in the middle of developing it but you know a, a month before we released all of a sudden there's this news about 3.0 and we're yeah. like expansion packs you're kidding me <laughs> so I, I mean absolutely we're going to be you know right there you know just as soon as humanly possible we're going to have an update to pocket tanks deluxe and people are going to be able to download you know uh free packs and for sale packs and that's just you know the most exciting thing really it, it's 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 phenomenal so uh downloadable content is huge uh for us that's that's number number one and then after that we're, we're, we're dying to take a look at the bluetooth uh, because um, we do have you know the ability to do the network play and uh that's
0: that's pretty exciting too and are you going to focus then on pocket tanks or are you thinking about other games too or other applications
1: for the iPhone, I think we've got our hands full with Pocket Tanks. To be honest with you, um, it seems like uh, that's kind of you know that's that's doing okay. Um, kind of interesting for a game that didn't really get very many reviews yet, but um, that's that's you know what we've been doing and that's what we're going to continue to do. There's there's just a demand for 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 Pocket Tank stuff, and I, you know as much as you know I'd like to work on some other things, uh, I you know it's that's that's what we'll be doing. I I mean I have dreams of doing lots of different stuff. Uh, I mean. I mean, I want to work on Scorch Tanks. I mean, people have been asking for that since you know 1995, <laughs> you know, when I when I stopped making it, you know, when will there be a new Scorch Tanks, you know, based on the Amiga version. And um, that was actually the impetus for, for this whole engine effort. So it's kind of funny. It's like with every project. You, you start something like, I'm going to make a new, you know, DX ball. Sure. And you know, so I'm going to make a DX ball with, say, Network Play. and you know, that project becomes too big. So, what happens? Well, I split the network play off and put it into pocket tanks, and then I split the graphic part off and made Super DX Ball. So, it's kind of the same thing. I start an engine, I'm going to make, you know, a super, you know, high definition widescreen version of Scorch Tanks with lots of players, not of network play, you know, team player, you know, just go crazy on that. And, um, well, then, you know, the opportunity comes along to convert that over to a packet tanks to the iPhone so obviously that's you know we're gonna we're gonna charge ahead with with our PC development but um, you know the opportunity was just there it was just amazing that we were we were had the opportunity to do what we did in that timing
0: so are there any other platforms you guys are gonna develop for yeah what's <laughs> like what's next in store for your studio? <laughs> well you know there's been a lot of
1: requests for pocket tanks on the blackberry um, oh wow. but I don't foresee, <laughs> I don't foresee writing a Java version of pocket tanks I, I I don't know um I can tell you what I want to do though I sure. want to get one of those have you ever heard of the Pandora handheld uh, no I haven't okay it's basically this little uh, indie uh, hardware effort and uh, it's neat because it's kind of got the you know it's Got OpenGL, yes, and it's about the size of a Nintendo DS. But you open it up, and it's got a keyboard inside of there, and uh, dual analog sticks, and and it takes SD memory. It's it's just really hacker cool. So, but you know, I would like to port Pocket Tanks to that because it has a touch screen too, so and a keyboard, you know, and all the all sorts of gaming stuff. So it's kind of an unofficial and sort of a hobby effort in that regard. But I would love to support that platform, and I guess we'll see what other handhelds come out that have C compilers.
0: Yeah, are you going to also focus on Flash or some of these other web pl- platforms too?
1: Mm, you know, I kind of would. I, I have a number of books here sitting on my shelf uh, <laughs> wanting me to read them on ActionScript 3. And I've done some research on it too. Um, I, I kind of would. I kind of would like to get into Flash. I, I think uh, ActionScript 3 is pretty neat.
0: And would that impact, though, um, you know, how you would promote your games uh, if you did use Flash as compared to the downloadable model?
1: Well, I've heard that you can really use the Flash version to uh, get the word out on your downloadable stuff, but uh, it's not something that I've personally done, so I don't really know how that... I mean, obviously, you know, the Flash version would promote the other versions of the game. Yeah, so. yeah. But I do like to kind of keep the code base, you know, all one if humanly possible, so it, sh- it should be interesting to see how you would tie everything together and have it be just like one, one glorious code base for everything.
0: And going back to iPhone games, I mean, is there a community that you hang around to um you know, talk to other iPhone game developers? Or is uh, it is it still pretty fragmented in terms of uh places you can go to find, you know, like-minded people?
1: Uh in in truth, no, we've pretty much been doing this all on our own. Um you just kind of you just kind of, you know, if you get stumped with OpenGL ES or something like that, you just kind of do a few quick searches and uh, you know, we kind of help each other out as I said I have someone that helps me here so and uh, we we just kind of keep it going that way and I have my friends that I talk to but no not not really an iPhone development uh, community that we're hanging out with
0: and um, so if an indie developer wants to get uh, into the iPhone development what suggestions or um you know top three things you would recommend or wish you would have known when you first started
1: hmm well, I think the first thing you should do is immediately sign up for the Dev Kit because <laughs> you're going to be waiting a while to get it. Um, you know, and the second thing is, is obviously the the example code that comes with with uh, the iPhone development is is pretty good. So you know that should be all that you need to uh, get into it in that regard. So. And I don't know, you just kind of got to go for it. I mean, if you can do OpenGL stuff, um, then you're going to be very, very happy with the iPhone. It's got a lot of power. I was very, very pleasantly surprised with how powerful it was. So you will not have to limit yourself too much.
0: Yeah, do you think Do you think the platform is going to replace uh, Nintendo DS or some of these other platforms like Sony PSP?
1: Oh, absolutely not. No, okay. I mean, I am a huge DS fanboy. Now, the PSP, I, I don't know. I, I have one I don't... Really play it too much, but I'm I'm just a I'm just a crazy Nintendo DS person, and I like to buy the games and stay on top of it. So you know, part of it I'll say, well, it's you know, it's research for all this uh, touch-based stuff I'm doing with the iPhone. But um, you know, the DS and the and the iPhone are just totally different things. Um, you're going to get lots of different kinds of games, lots of exciting stuff on the DS, and and the iPhone is a different experience completely. Um, you know, I think they can they can coexist together happily. I think the DS is probably going to continue to be you know, the gaming console platform of choice for for a long time. But I you know, the iPhone is just opening doors. I you know, they you know the people have always said, Well, the iPhone is gonna kill the DS and the D S will never lose and you know, things like that. So and yeah. it's truly they're totally different people. I would say Sony's probably in trouble because you know, if I had to pick between the iPhone and the PSP, mm, I'm a developer for the iPhone anyways, but, you know, I pick the iPhone because you've got the same resolution and you've got visually what seems like the same amount of power, um, and it's appealing to an older demographic that has, you know, an iTunes account and money to spend. So um, it's, it's you know, the older teen and, you know, people my age, you know, 20, 30, um, definitely the iPhone is, is the better choice uh, just because, you know, who has time to sit down and play a huge console experience on a uh, you know I don't really I can just whip out the iPhone and play you know something really quick and that that works better for me
0: yeah what are your favorite iPhone games aside from your own
1: <laughs> um, let's see well let's let me I'm gonna look at my iPhone what have I got installed here um I rather like oh <laughs> that's a tough one uh, I like Rolando I think okay. that's pretty darn good um I think that uh, Bookworm. I, I've you know I'm kind of a oh, PopCap yeah. person, anyway. So I love Bookworm. I've bought it for every single uh, PDA I've ever owned. I had a Pocket PC, in it. and you know people. Would, yeah, I've had those, but I, I buy other people's games for them. So.
0: And and now that you're doing iPhone development, are you going to attend any iPhone okay. conferences? Uh, um, JellyCar. Okay. Amazing. Jellycar car is just um
1: the 3d graphics and you know i always wanted to kind of get it working on the xbox and i couldn't seem to get the community stuff installed correctly but you know it just came right up and it worked and it was you know my, my kids love it so you know that was just a very pleasant surprise and uh let's see
0: yeah are your kids playing a lot on the iphone or do they prefer other um platforms
1: uh, well, my kids are big into the DS because, well, I kind of have a lot of games, anyways. It makes it easy for them, okay. but um, they are always wanting to borrow the iPhone, and wow. uh, so always, always borrowing the iPhone. <laughs> they 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 love it, you know. Any age, you know. My son is five, my daughter's ten, and, and then and it's just it's it's great for them if they can just pry it out of my hands.
0: <laughs> and um, so, since you're doing iPhone development, are there going to be any conferences that you're attending uh, for iPhone development?
1: Um, Not specifically, no, though, but I am, uh, again, uh, looking forward to going to the Casual Connect in Seattle in July.
0: And, um, yeah, so do you have any last words, then, for uh, indie game developers who are, you know, starting their own studio or running their own studio uh, in terms mm-hmm. of suggestions for platforms or ways to shake things out?
1: Well, I think the, the perfect way to look at the iPhone uh, for an indie game developer is if you've already got 2D games or 3D games that can be easily ported, um, You know, release them for free on the iPhone. They're going to be the best advertisements you can possibly release for your game. So, uh, you know, it seems to me I've talked to other people, and it just seems like, you know, even if you release it for free on the iPhone, it's going to all kick back to the PC version. So just get some mind share. Just absolutely just dig in and, 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 and make an iPhone version and just get the mind share. And there's always the temptation to release a free, you know, a for sale version only, but don't do that release a free version, and then, you know, release a for-sale version. But uh, always think that uh, that mindshare is going to come back to what you're doing on uh, on the PC, and, and it
0: will. Great. Uh, we're talking with Mike from Blitwise Productions. Uh, thanks again for your time. No, oh, thank you. Great. Take care. Bye.